Welcome to day 17 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today complete our journey through the first book of the Bible, Genesis. And today, chapters 49 and 50. Congratulations on making it through this first amazing book. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 49 is a kind of extended poem or a blessing placed on the lips of a dying Jacob, which he speaks over his sons, the ones who will make up the 12 tribes of Israel. There's much scholarly discussion about how to read this kind of literature. Perhaps rather than thinking of it as a predictive blessing, it is likely a combination of original blessing mixed with reflections on who the tribes have later become. Imagine, for example, attending your 50-year college reunion and having a presentation that celebrates, and perhaps in some cases laments, how you and your classmates' lives have turned out in the light of the potential, or lack thereof, that you saw in each other as students. Something that like that is probably happening in this chapter. For example, the very first poem, Our Blessing, concerning Reuben, states in verse 4 that you won't endure. Indeed, this tribe does eventually disappear from the Old Testament record. It's believed that they were conquered and absorbed into the Moabites. The longest blessings in the chapter are upon both Judah and Joseph. Judah will become the primary tribe in the south, centered in Jerusalem, and Joseph, through his son Ephraim, will become the primary tribe in the north, centered in Samaria. Before he dies, Jacob makes Joseph swear that he will take Jacob's body and bury it in Canaan in the promised land with his ancestors. The final chapter, chapter 50, describes the embalming of Jacob's body after he dies. Embalming was a detailed and costly practice of the Egyptians, usually reserved for prominent people. It says a lot about the status of both Jacob and Joseph that they are described as both being embalmed after their deaths in this chapter. Whatever else it says about their status, Jacob being embalmed certainly makes possible Joseph being able to take his body back to Canaan to be buried. Notice the great number of people involved in taking Jacob's body back to the promised land. For a guy who started out as a resident alien shepherd in Egypt, Jacob's body gets the royal treatment. Now that their father is dead, Joseph's brothers fear retribution. Like Esau earlier, who swore that he would kill his brother after the death of their father Isaac in order to spare his father additional grief, The brothers fear that Joseph may have just been waiting until their father had passed away before enacting his revenge. In response, we get one of the great statements of faith, not only in Genesis, but perhaps in the entire scripture. I love the way the Common English Bible translates verses 19 and 20. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I God? You planned something bad for me, but God produced something good from it in order to save the lives of many people, just as he's doing today. The beauty of this statement is threefold. Joseph doesn't cover over his brother's actions as not that bad. He calls their early actions against him bad or evil, because that's what they were. And secondly, as the Common English Bible points out, he doesn't see their actions as preordained by God for some greater purpose, but rather he sees them as redeemed by God for the sake of blessing. God produced something good from it, Joseph says. And finally, Joseph now sees his earlier dreams, which he assumed were about his elevation and 
the rise of his status above his brothers, he sees those dreams now as the sign that God would use him to bless and bring life not only to his family, but to the surrounding world. With Joseph's death, the curtain closes on Genesis. He too makes his family swear to take his bones with them when God moves and lets them return to Canaan. It's a promise that they will keep, by the way, but we'll have to wait until Joshua chapter 24 to see that. Here, we can see that the God who created all things is good and for the sake of relationship with him will not let the fallenness of humankind or the violence of sin have the last word. God made a covenant promise with Abraham and Sarah to redeem the world through them and through their ancestors. And even though this first family of the Bible, if you will, can be a dysfunctional mess at times, God is still faithful. And as we move forward in the story that changes everything, we will see that this promise and the hope of a new creation will continue to move forward as new generations emerge. I hope these days in Genesis have not only taught you about our ancestors in faith, but have helped you imagine what faithful living in the light of God's covenant love might look like. Keep reading these texts carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Listen to what the Spirit might say to you through the scripture today. Journal some of your reflections, questions, and prayers and be thankful for God's faithfulness. We close the book now on Genesis. Tomorrow, we start the great adventure of redemption from bondage in Exodus. Our readings for tomorrow are Exodus chapters 1 through 3 and the amazing Psalm 8. I'll talk to you tomorrow.